0: okay welcome everybody welcome back to the aligned living podcast i'm your host sophie Malowin, and i am so grateful that you are here today i am joined by a dear friend and colleague joe castles if you don't know joe joe is a yoga teacher cannabis advocate, and lover of all things mushrooms. She is also the general manager at Tula Cafe here in Kingston, Ontario, which she played a really big part in creating. If you're not familiar with Tula, Tula is a plant-focused cafe that focuses on the use of adaptogens to help balance the mind and body. Jo is such a sweet soul who, I, who I've who i had the honor of knowing and working with for many years now. I'm so excited to have her on the podcast. Welcome, Jo. Welcome. <laughs> Thank you, Sophie. It is so wonderful to be here. Um... I'm, I'm so excited for this conversation. I feel like <laughs> it's going to be a good one, and we have lots of topics that we want to cover. So I think that we should just jump right in. And specifically today, we are going to be talking about functional mushrooms and mindful cannabis consumption. So, Two I think, of my favorite things. <laughs> exactly. Two of your favorite things, that and yoga. It's like the trifecta, all three. I love it. Um, and I think most people here know what cannabis is, know what yoga is. And I'm sure that a lot of people actually don't know what functional mushrooms are, I know that I could use some more clarity. So why don't we start there? And could you tell us a little bit about what functional mushrooms actually are?
1: Yeah. Um, So functional mushrooms can be referred to either as functional mushrooms, or sometimes they're also referred to as medicinal, medicinal mushrooms. So they offer more to the body than just their nutritional content. So as you mentioned, Tula works with a lot of adaptogens. So functional mushrooms are under that category of an adaptogen. Now, the most basic definition of what an adaptogen is, it means it helps balance the body and mind. So adaptogens that people are super familiar with is like turmeric, ginseng, holy basil. Um, and so all of these functional mushrooms fall under this category of adaptogens. Cool. Some of the ones that are really like hitting the mainstream that people maybe will have some a little familiarity with is like lion's mane, reishi, chaga, uh, cordyceps, and turkey tails. So, the five that are kind of like really hitting the, the scene, I guess, getting trendy.
0: Cool. Okay, that's helpful. I like what you said about uh, mushrooms offering more to the mind and body than just like their nutritional component, and I think that just helps to frame like what functional mushrooms are what adaptogens are and so the the five that you mentioned let me see if I can remember lion's mane cordyceps turkey tail I'm missing two what were the other that two? was very
1: good though uh, reishi and reishi? chaga.
0: oh and chaga okay chaga I'm definitely yeah. familiar with Out of those five, I'm curious, which of those five do you work with the most and what benefits do you think it has for you personally?
1: Oh, my gosh. Um, I mean, I actually go through phases with mushrooms. They can kind of be something that can be like the phase of your life of what you need the most or maybe something more like seasonally. Um, the one that has probably had the biggest impact on me overall that I consistently use every day is lion's mane. So lion's mane is really good for the brain. I mean, it sounds, it's right in the rhyme. Lion's mane for the brain. <laughs> Love it. It can provide you with like uh, mental focus and clarity. Uh, it also can improve your memory it's neuroprotective and help improve mood and memory. Um, I think I said that twice. So apparently it's not doing uh, justice (laughs) on my memory right now. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's
0: amazing. I love that. Okay, cool. And so I would love for you to describe, to describe a little bit, like what it feels like for you when you're taking lion's mane in particular, because I feel like for myself, you know, as it pertains to certain adaptogens and even like certain vitamins, I feel like the experience can be quite subtle. And what's interesting, at least from what I know about mushrooms is that they can range from being more subtle to actually being more intense or even psychoactive, which we'll talk about in a bit. But When you think about lion's mane and you're taking it on a regular basis, like how does it make you feel in your body, in your brain?
1: Yeah, that is actually a really great point. It is very subtle. Um, I started using lion's mane about four years ago now. And when I first started taking it, it was actually quite dramatic the, what I noticed. Um, I was experiencing a lot of brain fog. Mm. Um, I had a lot of trouble focusing. I just, my brain would deceive me is the best way that I could put it. I had suffered <laughs> some brain injuries in the past and it just felt like some of the symptoms had just not really gone away mm. and it just suddenly sharpened everything again. Cool. I just felt more Aware of my thoughts, I felt more like in control of my thoughts. Cool. I felt like I could get words out better. Um, I, I was. I grew up in a family that like really promoted education, and so I. I was smart growing up. I can. I can appreciate that about myself now. And I felt like I really lost that when the Mm -hmm. brain injuries happen. Right. And I, I didn't have that like mental acuteness that I always had. I couldn't Mm -hmm. bring words forward quickly. I would really just like struggle with my thoughts and it felt so blurry and confusing inside of my head. And so when I first started taking it, it, it was dramatic for me. It might not right. be for everybody, but it was for me. It was just like the lights turned on and I could just, I could gather things. I could, memory started slowly coming back to me. And so I was using it every day and then it became subtle again. And it's like, right. I knew I was feeling a little bit better than before, but you start to like kind of second guess yourself, like. Well, maybe it's not really making that big of an effect, or maybe like it's already kind of like had its effect, and now that's that. So I sort of stopped taking it. Um, other transitions happened in my life, and like you kind of ebb and flow with where you also choose to like spend your finances. So it was a cost that I wasn't sure if it was beneficial. And so I cut it out. And then I instantly noticed the difference again. I was like, oh, it is working.
0: (laughs) Totally. And it's so interesting, like even the word adaptogen, it's like what I'm hearing from your story, which I think so many people who are listening will be able to relate to because I know so many people who listen to this podcast also have experienced uh, TBIs. And so that's a great resource for them is to look into lion's mane. And I'm so glad that we're talking about that mushroom in particular, but from listening to your story, it's really like, at first you were really feeling this big difference, but then you adapted to it, right? Like Mm -hmm. that became your new normal. At one point your brain fog and lack of clarity was normal then you started taking the lion ma- lion's mane, things changed, that became your new normal, which is great. And then it's like you didn't even notice um or you you didn't anticipate that there would be such a big difference when you stopped taking it. Right. And like, yeah. I'm sure that's many people's experience also with certain pharmaceutical drugs. If they're taking pharmaceuticals Mm -hmm. for their mental health, it's like, we hear this all the time, right? It's like people get on meds, they start feeling better and then they go off them and they're like, for some people it's the right time and they've got other uh, coping mechanisms in place. And then for other people, they're like, no, like we went, we, we, we turned to this for a reason, you know, and Mm -hmm. I also love that we're talking about adaptogens and functional mushrooms um, because they can be an alternative and it's not to shame anybody who wants to use pharmaceuticals and also not to shame anybody who doesn't want to use pharmaceuticals, but it's nice to have all of the options available to you.
1: Yeah. And I also agree that like, I, again, no shame to anyone that uses pharmaceuticals. I've been down that road many Mm -hmm. times and they didn't work for me. Right. They work wonders for some people. And that's absolutely mm-hmm. great. But I'm just one of those people that it didn't work for. Yeah. And I think that's why I've gone down this path of like mindful cannabis use and functional mushrooms and a lot of those um eastern uh, methodologies to take care of the body yeah. because the pharmaceutical world just wasn't working for me in particular. Yeah. I think another that you kind of me think of is when I did go off of it, like you, when I wasn't sure if it was still making a difference, it's like, they're not gonna, It's not going to be the fix. It's not the cure. So yeah. like it made this huge dramatic difference and I noticed it right away. And then it became subtle because you kind of adjust to that new normal. So there is improvement, but it's not perfect. So like, I'd still find myself having moments where I would stumble for my words especially if like my chronic pain was really high that really induces a a lot of brain fog so it's not going to be like that cure and so if you it's it's making a difference but when those like kind of like bad moments come up you're like oh maybe it's not helping because i'm still struggling with my words i still feel foggy like, well it's not it's not a cure it's not going to fix everything all the time
0: yeah and I love that reflection too because I often say to myself or to my clients that it's never just one thing right it's like there's mm. no such thing as a magic pill like even like if we're talking about pharmaceuticals like it's very infrequent that just starting pharmaceuticals is going to make you feel better. It's taking pharmaceuticals or working with your functional mushrooms and also adapting your diet, your exercise, your routines, the content you consume, the people you put yourself around, right? So it's just like a piece of the puzzle. Um, But mushrooms are a really powerful piece. And like, we're only just starting to learn more about their power and their potential, um, and like all of the different varieties of mushrooms. So mm-hmm. I know that we talked about lion's mane a bit and the the benefits it has for brain, brain health, but I'm curious, like what's another functional mushroom that you really love working with? And maybe you have like another story or antidote that you'd like to share.
1: Um, yeah, I mean, currently, I guess I could start with what I'm currently doing. So mm-hmm. I have lion's mane every morning. Um, I would also point out that there's different doses that you can kind of like customize to yourself. So I started off by taking sort of like the therapeutic high dose that they recommend when I was first taking. And now I just use half of that. Dose. And then if in the afternoon I'm feeling that fog roll back in, then I maybe take another of that half dose, giving me that full dose dose um, that I used to start with, but right. some afternoon I don't need it. Um, so it's also like the levels that you play with, I think make an impact. Um, That's cool. yeah. So I s- start with my lines main in the morning and then sort of mid morning, I currently take Turkey tail. Um, and Turkey tail is really good for like immunity, um, anti-inflammatory. It can help digest your uh, digestion. Cool. It can also hype help fight infections. Um, so the reason I take that one right now is because it's cold and flu season. Um, I also traveled with Turkey tail for the first time. Um, like I took it religiously, uh, morning and night while I was traveling because I am so prone to getting sick. I think a lot of people can get sick when they travel because you're just exposed Right. Like for airplanes, sure. tight spaces, not sleeping properly, touching surfaces you're maybe not so mindful about. And then your right. face, <laughs> like we just <laughs> we put ourselves out there into like a new environment. And so we are more prone. But in this effort to not get sick, I took it religiously. And for the first time in my entire life, and I have traveled every year my entire life, I did not get sick so that is I'm amazing. sorry it just it had to have make a difference it just oh, had sure. to have
0: yeah <laughs> and this cold and flu season is gnarly like it's been it's been pretty bad you know and like even here in town right like let mm-hmm. alone the, the extra stress of traveling so that's another good
1: hack then turkey tail yeah I love that awesome um and that one actually I don't know the current research so if this um, Peaks anyone's interest, I would encourage them to go look at some scientific studies being done because there are a lot. But Tricky Tail is being used to help people through cancer treatment. Oh, cool. Um, and not only is it helping people kind of um, work with the different side effects, not only of the cancer, but of like the medications, but there's some really early research. And this is why I stress that if someone's peaked by this, they need to like dive into the research in a scientific way. Um, to not only help with the symptoms, but to, to actually cure parts of the cancer. Oh my it's, gosh. it's, it's, it's early. And this, the science is like, just sort of like discovering things. And now it's like, got to do all the peer reviews and like get right. it backed up to really understand it. But it's so promising. And cool. just like thinking about that gives me goosebumps. Like that is I know, same. so I incredible.
0: Say, <laughs> I just got a wave. I just got a wave of like shivers over my body because it's just, It's so amazing, like the healing power and potential of plants, right? And like Mm -hmm. these are things that people have been using for centuries and we've lost it a little bit, you know, as we've moved more towards the Western medicine model, especially here in North America. But, you know, it's coming back. It's coming back, which is super, super exciting.
1: Yeah. Do you want to, I was doing a little dig. You just, you like mentioned like the plant world and this is just like a weird little fun fact. Um, I was reading through one of my favorite books just to kind of give myself a refresher because you know, brain fog. Yeah. And, (laughs) and, And like, we know that, um, mushrooms are part of the fungi world or fungi world. Everyone says it a little differently. Um, and biologically they're actually closer to animals than they are to plants. Oh whoa. Which I just found so interesting. That is really so, cool.
0: Right? Yeah, like they are truly, I mean, plants are living organisms too, but like absolutely yeah, the mushrooms have intelligence to them, like in, they in really ways, do. in ways that we with our human brain struggle to understand. And that's why it's so cool that science is maybe starting to break through. Um and mm-hmm. and give people because there's a lot of people, I've talked about this on social media before, right? Like some people do need the science and the hard facts in order for them to explore something. And I respect that. Mm -hmm. I'm not really one of those people. Like if I feel intuitively called to something or if something just resonates with my body or my mind, then I'm willing to give it a try. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've only just started to dip my toes into like the mushroom world, but it's certainly something that like, Resonates with me on a deeper level. Mm-hmm. I love That's that. So interesting.
1: That's- I find myself right in the middle of that. Cool. Like, I get called to things in this way that I'm like, don't understand them, but then I'm like a knowledge seeker. I'm like, give me the scientific facts. I want to like really understand how things work. For sure, I find a lot of plant lovers actually are like people who
0: are really into whether it's like. I know you're really into house plants or just like um like foraging plants or or whatever like mushrooms um oftentimes I, <laughs> oh what's that? I said cannabis plants. <laughs> oh, cannabis plants exactly. I forgot to mention that. Um but I I think that in my experience most of those people that I know that are really interested in those things also have a propensity towards the science because there's so much science and information to back it up. Mm-hmm. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about how functional mushrooms are different than psilocybin, also known as magic mushrooms, because I think that's something that a lot of people maybe misunderstand or misinterpret. And then therefore, there's like a little bit of fear around using something like a reishi or a chaga or a turkey tail, because they think they're going to start, you know, hallucinating. So if you could expand on that a little bit, I think that would be helpful for
1: some people as well. Absolutely. Um, I mean, psilocybin is what we know as magic mushrooms and they have a psychoactive effect on the body. Functional mushrooms, medicinal mushrooms, whatever you want to categorize them as do not have a psycho effect on the body. They are not going to like change your like perception of reality. Um, So magic mushrooms I believe also can do really wonderful things for people when used in a very mindful way. Mm -hmm. Um, But when you're using a magic mushroom, using psilocybin, I think there's so much more thought that needs to go into them. Set and setting are two big things that are talked about in that world. Um, Your mindset going into the experience, your physical surroundings, the setting around you. Whereas functional mushrooms, medicinal mushrooms, you don't need to worry as much about that, um, you can still drive, you can still go to work, um, medicinal mushrooms are much safer to take, you're not as likely to have interactions with like other drugs in the body. Um, That being said, there's still a lot of like research around that. And if you are taking a lot of pharmaceuticals, it could be beneficial to talk to your doctor or do your own research to like understand how they can affect, um, most of the thing I, most of the research I've done to understand those interactions is just like blood pressure medication is cause like, it can just like change our, your blood pressure. Uh, um, okay. Good to know. For example, like Chaga helps stabilizes like blood sugars in the body. Hmm. So if you're like diabetic, like that might have a, an effect on it too. Right. Um, yeah. so if you're dealing with an ailment already and working with a doctor and using certain pharmaceuticals, then some mindfulness going towards some additional mushrooms could still be useful, but they're not going to have that big dramatic effect that like psilocybin is going to have on you. Totally.
0: Yeah. And it's so interesting with kind of the uprising of mushrooms in general, right? Whether it's Mm -hmm. magic or functional mushrooms. Um, I think there leaves a lot of room, unfortunately for like, And I'm so, I'm so looking forward to talking about your experiences in the cannabis industry, which we'll get to in a moment. But, you know, even in Ottawa or I was in Toronto, um, there's now stores that like sell magic mushrooms. And while, you know, I, I have such profound healing experiences using psilocybin, it does concern me that people can just like walk off the street and buy them and maybe not have the education or support that they need to have a really... Um, you know, safe and transformative experience. So um, maybe just your comments on that. I'm not sure that I really asked a question, but if that sparks anything for you that you'd like to share, feel free.
1: I 100% agree. Um, there's actually a Shirley's shop now in Kingston oh, and right. <laughs> yeah, it's way right across from uh, the emergency room, which. Oh, absolutely. placed. Um, Interesting. Yes. Yeah. And, um, someone who I know that works in psilocybin in a therapeutic way Mm -hmm. went into that store and like gave their thoughts about it. Mm -hmm. And basically the main takeaway that they had is that there was a huge lack of knowledge. So the person that was selling them products had like a little brochure that described like the effects and and they have a lot of scientific knowledge so it, it wasn't even on point to the current research going on uh, there was no real like dosing guide which I think was lacking in the cannabis world near the beginning as well but we'll get right. more th- into that yeah but yeah just that real lack of knowledge which I think mm-hmm. can be where we can create really negative experiences
0: for sure and I think that's like such a big takeaway right whether you're looking into functional mushrooms or magic mushrooms or anything pharmaceuticals like whatever you're putting into your body like we need to be doing research we need to be asking the right questions we need to be going to the right places and obviously like it goes without saying that if you're going to take and ingest something that's going to have an effect on your body or mind then you need to run it by your doctor and make sure that it makes sense for you right um it's actually so funny. I want, I meant to ask you before we started recording, but so I've recently started taking vitamins again. I, I honestly don't really take vitamins. I take like electrolytes and some magnesium at night, and that's pretty much it. But cold and flu season, haven't been feeling well, started taking some vitamins And I think it was you and one other person on Instagram. um, I was talking about taking vitamin D and they were like, oh, you should take more. Like, don't just take Mm -hmm. a thousand milligrams or whatever, Um, you know, take more than that. So I did. And I don't know, actually, if it's if it's a I'm curious about your thoughts I've started taking more and I've been having like really bad digestive issues and stomach pains and it didn't click for a few days but I'm like oh shit like I wonder if it's the vitamins (laughs) like my body's not used to taking them right so I'm just going to take a few days off obviously if my my symptoms continue I'll go see my doctor and then if not maybe I just need to like taper down a bit more but it's just to say that like even vitamins can have like a big effect on your body and brain. Like it's wild.
1: For sure. Um, I mean, I don't know because it's not my experience of like um, upping my vitamin D if that could have had effect. And I think you'll appreciate this comment. Everybody is so unique. Like, Oh my God, for sure. Right? <laughs> now, what I take yeah. and what you take is going to affect us completely differently. Yeah. That's just the nature of it. Yeah. So it, maybe it is having an effect on the body and that could be in so many ways. It could be the time of day you're taking it. It could be the brand that you're taking. It could, cause like certain brands have like a coating on the capsule versus not. And like, right. there's so much to think about. Um, I have worked with a lot of like pain specialists, um, mm-hmm. over the years with, uh, chronic pain. And yep. a lot of the times the approach is like working with different supplements and that, which is one of where the comment about taking more vitamin D came from is every doctor I've ever worked with is like, no, you should be taking like three thousand to five thousand IU, like at minimum. Okay, but- yeah.
0: Well, stay tuned. I'll let you know once I figure it out. <laughs> but I kind of appreciate like, that fully.
1: Yeah, um, but like when I was taking um, iron pills, that was extremely difficult in my stomach, and then I got told the different types of iron that you can take and like the best time of day and whether to have a full stomach empty stomach like so many factors
0: yeah i really, sometimes we
1: just take for granted
0: for sure for sure i really got to dial that one in because i do <laughs> i do want to take vitamin d because it's hard <laughs> out here for us canadians in the winter you know and everyone's like you got to take your vitamin d i believe it last winter was rough for me so i don't want to redo of that mm. Okay. Um, I do want to know though, so you've mentioned your chronic pain a few times. And one of the questions that I wanted to ask you was like, how did functional mushrooms and how did cannabis come into your life? Um, just to give people a little bit of context. I know that you mentioned your TBI. You've also mentioned your chronic pain, but perhaps you can fill in some blanks and just kind of tell the listener how you got from a to where you are currently like B. Or like CDE. I'm sure there's plenty of steps along the way.
1: <laughs> <laughs> there have been plenty of steps along the way. Um, Yeah. Chronic pain is something that I have dealt with for quite a long time now. And as kind of mentioned at one point, I tried the pharmaceutical route. I tried sort of like the Western medicine Avenue and, uh, Tried all the different SSRIs that are out there. And again, they can do really wonderful things for some people, but they weren't for me. I just found myself feeling sort of numb to life. Yeah. And I wasn't getting any pain. relief. I still felt like I had really high anxiety. I still had a high pain level. I would be taking pain pills all the time. Um, And at like a really young age, taking these like potent pain pills, which I then later learned were like eating my stomach lining. And then I was dealing with all the side effects of that. Yeah. And I just kind of got sick of it. And I felt like I wasn't getting a lot of help from the doctors that I was working with at that time. I remember working with one physician's assistant that was just kind of so dismissive of me. It's just like, well, this is just what the rest of your life is going to be like. So which medicine do you want to try now? Like, wow. So not empowering. Yeah. Like good thing I'm not in a depressive state right now because that would have been not ideal.
0: Oh my gosh, for sure. Um, And like, you're young. And I'm sure when you heard this, you were even younger. It's like, Yeah. It's not like you were towards the end of your life and you're like, okay, I'm getting old and this is just what it means to be old and whatever. It's like, no, you were young and are young and like, should be feeling good in your body, you know?
1: Yeah. I was young 20s when I had that comment sent to me and I just like, I needed something else. And I had like recreationally used cannabis sort of on and off. I wasn't really like a regular user. I had like friends in my life and it was basically like for the longest time, I'd never even like bought cannabis and I was just like using it with friends. And I think I've always been a bit mindful about how I use drugs with just like a fear of addiction. So I would use like really low doses and I just started to notice that, hey, I actually feel better. Like I would feel more energized. I would feel clearer in my head. I wasn't perfect for pain relief, but it would really like, it would just give me another tool to help deal with it. Like you mentioned, it's not that fix, but it's like another tool in your toolkit that like helps you do the other things that you need to do to feel better yeah. So if it can be even just giving you like 1% relief and then that allows you to sleep better where you do a lot of healing that allows you to like eat better. Like I would go like I would go too long without eating a proper meal because the pain would just strip me of my appetite. Right. And so then I'm not giving my body the nutrients that it needs to take care of itself. So Such I would a cycle. Use- yeah so i would use cannabis first to like stimulate appetite to help me like sleep at night and so i just started realizing that it was helping me so being the nerd that i am i started diving into the research that was like available and this was before it was legal in canada um so i kind of fought with my doctor because it was legal medically at this point in time so i fought with my doctor to Get a medical license, and fought is the best word for it because that right. was a struggle. I was basically forced to try more SSRIs to right. prove that they weren't going to work, and the last ones that I tried, I was trying to go off of them, and that's when I first learned about brain zaps.
0: Oh yeah, I know about Which brain is, zaps.
1: <laughs> yeah, and gnarly are those ever some like they are very challenging Um,
0: yeah (laughs) and it's such a shame because I mean that's like big pharma and like some people might not like to hear that but your doctor likely was pushing those drugs maybe because they didn't have education about cannabis and the benefits of the plant but also because they get a kickback every single time they fill one of those prescriptions and like I had the experience being in my early 20s being severely depressed and also extremely manipulative and I had a doctor who would write me any script of anything that I wanted and I that did not make me better that made me worse you know what I mean like I went through a real heyday with prescription pills and again I know that they work for some people and they they also really didn't work for me and um, I know that for some people who know my story, I also used cannabis for a really long time and my my story is different than Joe's. Um but what I was reflecting on before this podcast was that like, cannabis was a tool that I used to get me through an extremely difficult time in my life. And I really believe that it's, it's like anything can be medicine and anything can be poison depending on its dosage. And like, I wish that I knew back then more about like mindful cannabis use because I didn't, it was just like cannabis use and using to numb. But like I said, looking back, like it got me through a really challenging period in my life. And I'm so grateful for that because like, quite honestly, without that tool, I, d- I literally don't know if I would be here today. And I think, you know, I'm sure you've been through that with your chronic pain or whether it's other mental health issues. And I know a lot of people owe their lives to the cannabis plant. And I just think that there is a big stigma around it. Um, and and like anything, like I said, something can help you, something can hurt you. It's all about how you use it. And that's why I love like this mindful cannabis use piece, So maybe you want to speak to that a little bit, like what is mindful cannabis use? And also, like, how did you get into the cannabis industry? You can answer those questions in any way that makes the most sense for you.
1: Uh, Well, the first thing that I kind of think about is when I was fighting for my license and I finally got it at that point in time, you had to do these online meet and greets with a nurse, and that was how you got approved for your cannabis prescription, And at that point in time, I had already done a lot of research. And I think as I was talking to the nurse, she maybe realized that I had more knowledge than she did. And she started asking me so many questions. Oh, my God. And, And so that really got me thinking. And then because I was going to be taking it in a new way, like at that point in time, I'd only ever had access to like buying it off the street, which was buying the dried herb and inhaling it. But I knew that um, digestion was going to do a lot more for like the physical pain in my body. Mm. And I, I can dive into that a bit more because I think that's really key, like how we consume. Yeah. But so as I was going to be getting this cannabis oil and consuming it internally that... I wanted to really understand how it was affecting me. So I literally had a book and every day I would write down what my dose was, how I felt, and then like kind of through the day, little like check-ins. And I tracked this for like a period of time. Also because the biggest thing with like using cannabis therapeutically is sometimes you don't need a lot. Sometimes less is actually more. Mm -hmm. And it's not that taking more is necessarily going to be bad, but especially when you're like consuming like an oil, it's almost just like pointless. It's like you, if this tiny amount, if like, say like one mil is going to give you the therapeutic effects that you're looking for, but you're taking two mil and you're feeling the same effect. Well, now you're just doubling how quickly you go through your product. Right. I was just going to say the price is going up for yourself. And at that point in time, it was quite expensive. It's the price is slowly lowering. But at that point in time, it it was pretty expensive to be purchasing the products that I was getting. But I was also getting it from a medical supplier and That had the research behind it and the safety that I was really looking for. So I knew exactly what I was getting. Yeah. So that was, um, that was one of the ways I guess that like the mindfulness side kind of first came about is this like tracking of it. Yeah. And then I think kind of diving into the yoga world and that. Um, understanding meditation and I've always had like a deep awareness of like how my physical body feels having been a gymnast and then a cheerleader hence some of the chronic pain but I always had a very strong awareness of um, like where my body was in space because I flip it around (laughs) yeah so I think that mindfulness kind of naturally was always there for me and so when I started using cannabis more and more and realizing that I don't need a lot to feel what I'm looking for. That was where like that mindfulness came from, I think. I love that. And that's such a beautiful
0: reflection. And I think important for people to hear because sometimes when we start taking something that makes us feel good, we want more of it. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like really easy to be like, one drink. Oh my gosh. Like I love the space that I go to with one drink. Right. It like makes me happy and bubbly and funny, mm-hmm. but then the one drink makes me feel good. And I'm like, oh, now I want another, but then, then three to five drinks, I feel like shit, <laughs> <laughs> you know? And, and the same can be true with cannabis too. Right. Like if you take too much, there are
1: Absolutely. side effects,
0: you know, and like, it sucks. Yeah. And, And that's like the same for social media. You can open your social media. It feels really good to connect with people, but then you're spending hours a day on your phone and that doesn't feel so good, right? So I love this mindfulness piece about it, specifically what you said about tracking and then also pairing it with the yoga, because even when you're talking about functional mushrooms, I'm thinking about like, wow, like these functional mushrooms that you're using or any kind of mushrooms that you're using it's building new neural pathways. And then you're reinforcing those new neural pathways through meditation, through yoga asana, through, you know, whatever other spiritual practice you might have. So, um, Mm -hmm. I really love that. I love that you, and also that you have like a, you have a document of it. I feel like that's a really cool,
1: (laughs) cool tool. I mean, I don't document it the same way that I did, but now I've kind of, now I understand sort of like my thresholds of what I'm looking for. So now on a daily basis, I use a CBD capsule every single morning. It's Mm -hmm. 50 milligrams of CBD. Um, The therapeutic, like the minimum therapeutic recommended dose of CBD is 30 milligrams. Gotcha. Again, that being said, maybe you would only need 10 milligrams to achieve what you want to achieve. I know that I need about 50 milligrams to kind of keep me at like my baseline that works for me. And for me, that's mostly kind of treating anxiety and um, like inflammation in the body. Um, So really like understanding that like therapeutic threshold for yourself is really important. Mm -hmm. And then I, I also, I use, cannabis in all the different ways that you can. So I take it um, internally every morning as a capsule and then that's pretty much all I use like throughout the day and then in the evening or depending on, again, it's, it's a very intentional use. So if I'm like off during the day, maybe I'm like all up in my head or I'm really lacking in energy and it's like, Oh, I need to clean the house everything inside of me just hurts, then I will very intentionally smoke some cannabis because at this point in time, I know these symptoms that I'm dealing with, whether it's lethargy or whether it's like a lack of creativity or like needing of an energy boost, these things are actually coming from my brain. Mm. So when you inhale, it's affecting your brain. When you take something, when you ingest, it's going to be more like deep, Inside of your body because it's cool. not actually breaking the blood-brain barrier. Interesting. It's okay. affecting you completely differently.
0: Yeah, I also want to pause there and say because some people might know, not know, but CBD also doesn't have psychoactive effects. So Correct. it's it's like similar to what we're talking about in terms of like functional mushrooms and magic mushrooms. There's no psychoactive effect with CBD. Lots of people take it every morning and then drive to work and like work a totally yes. normal work day. Obviously, when you're smoking like the cannabis flower, I mean, there's CBD flower, which wouldn't be psychoactive, but I think what you're speaking of would be, right?
1: Hmm. Well, I mean, there's two main um, cannabinoids that we kind of know the most about, THC and CBD. THC is what gets you high. CBD, not so much. Technically, and this is again, just because I've done some ch- weird nerding research Mm. technically cbd is still considered psychoactive because it's still coming from the cannabis plant that had thc present in it as well but if you're buying something that is just cbd and it doesn't have thc in it you're not going to feel the same type of psychoactive effects that you do from consuming thc
0: I have such a funny story about this, and I don't think Matt will mind me sharing. I may have told you this, but Matt also has a lot of chronic pain. Matt also used to be a pretty regular cannabis smoker, um, but hasn't smoked in many, 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 many years. Anyways, he started having chronic pain. I reached out to Joe. I was like, Joe, what recommendations do you have? Like, Matt really needs something to help his physical body. And so you made your recommendations. We went to the shop, which was so fun because we hadn't been into a shop in a really long time and actually had a really great experience. And um, anyway, so Matt got this CBD. And because he hasn't ingested any psychoactive substance in years, the man also hasn't like drank in years. He like took the recommended dosage and he was like, I have to go to bed. Like, I feel like I'm kind of tripping out (laughs) right now. And so he went to bed, he was fine, but it took him a little while to adapt because he hadn't had it in so long, but now he takes that dose all the time. He's perfectly fine. It really doesn't do anything. It was just, it was just that first moment, right? Like reintroducing the plant back into his body where he was like, whoa, <laughs> okay, this yeah. is what it feels like, you know, and then, and then you do adapt a bit, but yeah, good to highlight that CBD does come from the THC plant, and doesn't have as much of the psychoactive component. It's such a small percentage. And Mm -hmm. correct me if I'm wrong, you can't actually completely separate the two, right?
1: No, like you'll see most CBD bottles will still have like 0.001 or something of THC present in them. If you are purchasing something that is 100% CBD, you're actually buying hemp. So right. you're not buying from the cannabis plant. It's, right. it's, it's a different, it, I mean, I guess actually technically the plant is still in the cannabis family, but it yeah. does not have any psychoactive um, effects in it. So there's, there would never be any THC present either in this like actual physical plant.
0: Would it have the same benefits on the body that like a, a, C,
1: a traditional CBD would? It's just going to be much more minimal. Right. It's, it doesn't have the same compounds. So okay. yes, some people might get enough of an effect from it, right. but it is different. It's definitely different. For sure.
0: Okay. Yeah. I want to know more about your experience in the cannabis industry, because I feel <laughs> like you, I mean, you, from what I recall, you got into the cannabis industry, like right around the time that it became legalized, right?
1: Um, great question. Oh, I just have a puppy visiting me right now—the cutest puppy um, ever, Layla. <laughs> I actually feel like no, it became legal in 2018, and I helped open a cannabis store in 2021. So okay, so a couple a few years. years in, so it was it was still fresh-ish, but like mm-hmm. the like gold rush, as they refer to it, of the cannabis industry had kind of like settled already. Got you. That like purse, like moment where everyone's running out and every supplier is trying to get a piece of the puzzle and.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh my gosh. The heyday. The market got saturated very, very quickly. For
0: sure. Okay. I want to know about your experience working in the cannabis industry. Um, thoughts, observations, takeaways.
1: Yeah, I guess from like a business political stance it was negative Mm. from a consumer customer stance it was amazing yeah so there's still a lot of red tape in the cannabis world especially behind the scenes there's and I think I don't know obviously what it was like when prohibition ended on alcohol but I can assume it's probably somewhere like that so the government is still trying to control the substance we're still very careful about how it could affect people um concerns about people driving with it which are very valid Mm -hmm. concerns about children getting at it again very valid these Mm -hmm. are all things that we need to be very cautious of but i think this like need to be so cautious has put up a lot of red tape Mm and it's also it's they've been like the taxing that they've put on it so they've basically like suffocated the companies that are that were kind of doing it from the get go the like mom and pop growing their own farm with putting love and attention into it but they're small suppliers and they're taxed so heavily and it's so hard for them to get their product to the consumer that they can't survive. And then these big corporations that tend to be run by people that aren't even actually from the cannabis world. They're more from the corporate world that are like, Mm -hmm. Oh, the gold rush of cannabis is here. I'm going to go from a business side of things and jump in on there. And so like the heart is missing. Yeah. So that's what I saw a lot behind the scenes. Again, this was 2021. It's already been two years since that experience for myself. I still hear there's some of the same stuff, but there's some changes going on as you see like big canopies, like big companies like Canopy kind of like downsizing. So some change is happening, but that was the very difficult part of it. And because you couldn't, when you were talking to consumers, you couldn't, someone comes in and they're like, I need something for sleep. You have to be so cautious with your wording. You cannot claim any think and help with sleep and you can't I just felt like I couldn't provide enough knowledge like not that I wanted to make claims that like oh you take this you're gonna have the best sleep of your life it's gonna fix all your problems like not wanting to make those kind of claims but you just couldn't provide enough education to people so I think that's where hopefully some change will happen
0: yeah for sure because it goes back to what we were talking about with the mushrooms is like Without that education, there there will be misuse and there will be abuse, yeah. right? Because where, where else are they getting the education? Like, they're not talking about it at schools, or maybe they are, although I struggle to imagine that they're doing a really good job <laughs> of it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And giving them the real information that they need rather than fear-mongering. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's really, that's the real shame of when you start to take any kind of like, soul or spirit led mission and, and mix corporate business with it. Right. And I've seen this firsthand in the yoga industry. Um, it's not, I, I do believe like strongly in purpose driven business, but it requires the people who are leading the business to be aligned personally with the mission of the business. And it sounds like, so many of these people who are running these cannabis companies were just like in it to make a quick buck like they Mm. weren't in it because they cared about helping people heal their physical bodies and minds you know Mm. so that's certainly a shame but um in terms of like customer access it's never been it's never been better and like Mm -hmm. even when Matt and I went into the shop a few a few months ago. I was like, wow, like I wish that this is what I had when I was in university. Like I was going to sketchy drug dealers' houses to buy cannabis, you know? And but there was no other option for me. And you never know what you were getting. I had no idea. Is it a sativa? Is it like what is it? We don't know. We're just taking what we can get and like going with it. And so again, like you can hear how my experience is so different because it wasn't informed, right? It was Mm -hmm. kind of reckless. And at the same time, it did serve a purpose in my life that I'm grateful for. So Mm -hmm. yeah, it's really interesting. It's a really interesting industry. And I'm really interested to see how it will continue to grow. Um, And I'm happy to hear that the cost is going down because I know for certain people in my life who use cannabis on a regular basis, that was a big complaint for them was just the cost, right? It being so much more expensive than, than what they were used to prior.
1: Yeah. I think what gives me the most hope that I see now is the change in the products being offered. Oh, cool. Near the beginning, it was just all about the highest THC How high can we get? That was what I felt like the main goal was. And it's like, yeah, there's a time and a place for that. Don't get me wrong. I will choose to use cannabis in that way where I'm just looking to experience a high. I want to giggle. I can be social with cannabis. I'm not one of those people that experiences like um, social anxiety or gets any sort of paranoia. So for me, because alcohol, which I also do consume occasionally, but for me, alcohol sometimes can just like really inflame my body. And so I want to be in a social situation and I want to consume something that's going to give me that like first glass of wine, tingly, giggly sensation. And for me, that that might be a cannabis drink or uh, sharing a joint with friends. So I definitely believe that there's a time and place to just enjoy it for its euphoria And, but that was the only focus. And we were getting to the scary place of like, first it was like 22% THC, 27% THC, 32% THC. Whoa, that is not good. That is not safe. This is where active effect, where the concerns of like people experiencing the negative mental side effects of that, where like schizophrenia can happen, which by the way, you have to have the gene. Already in your body for cannabis to trigger it. Just okay. in case that's a concern for someone. Yeah. I don't know enough science behind it, but that is a thing. Yeah. And now there are so many products that are promoting CBD, CBN, CBG, CBC, all of these other cannabinoids that have a wonderful effect on the body, and a cannabis plant does naturally produce mostly THC and mostly CBD, but all of these other cannabinoids have a beautiful effect. And when we consume something that has a more balanced profile of cannabinoids, it has a greater effect on our body. It's called Mm -hmm. the entourage effect. Cool. So my favorite way to kind of, when I used to describe this to people in the store, especially when older people would come in with a lot of concerns but they would tell me about symptoms and I'm like, you're going to want a little bit of THC in there, even though they're like afraid of it. Like I'm like, yeah, little, like we're going to catch you like the littlest amount possible, but it's still going to be beneficial for you. So think about an orange versus like a vitamin C package. Mm. When you think of orange, you think of the vitamin C that it gives you and you can take that compound vitamin C out and you can consume just vitamin C and it's going to do wonderful things for you, but you're just getting the benefits of vitamin C. Consume a real orange and you're getting so much more from it.
0: You're getting yeah, so that.
1: many more nutrients from it. You're getting that vitamin C. It's, it's the entourage effect. You're getting the whole benefit of the orange, mm. not just that one compound.
0: Mm, That makes me want to have an
1: orange. (laughs) Sounds so good. Right? So again, there's nothing wrong with having that vitamin C pack. Time and place. Depending on what, yeah, depending on what you're trying to get from it, what your goal of the experience. And again, I think that's that mindfulness side of it coming back in. What do I want from this? What do I want to experience? What am I trying to treat? Where in my body is the ailment that I'm actually looking to target. Cause that will also, again, go back to like how you want to consume the cannabis. If the ailment is coming from your brain, inhalation is just the most effective way to treat it. Whether that's anxiety, depression, people treating things with like PTSD, neuropathic pain that's where my chronic pain falls into so this pain is coming from my brain my brain is like recreating the pain sensation of injuries that I've experienced in the past in my body so usually like the stress response is activating this and so if I'm having a really bad pain flare-up yes I'll take some like extra CBD internally but inhalation is going to make the biggest difference because it's going to go to the brain if you're experiencing something that's like very targeted, like in your physical body, then that's where consuming ingestibles or even putting topical creams on is going to be more helpful. And like a topical cream is also going to be more helpful with pain that feels surface versus a pain that feels deep. Interesting. So pain that feels really deep inside of your body, something that you ingest is going to be more beneficial than pain that feels like surface. Like if you sprain your ankle and it's like visibly swollen and you rub some cannabis cream on it, it could help with that because that's kind of near the surface. Or if you have really sore, achy muscles, that can kind of help with it. The pain that feels it's in your bones, ingesting it is going to be more beneficial for you. So that's that other side of like the mindfulness that I feel like I draw into it. I'm always thinking before I consume What's my goal here? Why am I I consuming this? And like, what is actually the best method? Because it's so easy to grab for that inhalation. And maybe that's the right answer. But maybe it's not. Yeah. Oh, I'm excited for
0: people to listen to this, because I think that is really helpful for people even in just understanding, like, or starting to understand, like, okay, what do I actually need? Like, what am I trying to get right? Is it deep in the body? Is it more surface? Is it in my brain? Like, how can I best use this plant to serve and heal me, which is what it's intended for originally. Right. Mm -hmm.
1: Wow. Uh, I actually have, I, so we were talking about the dosages and like how much you consume and not really, it's like less can actually be more. And I'm a regular user of cannabis. Um, I use inhalation probably almost daily, but then I'll go through like these THC breaks where I just kind of ease off for my own, um, again, just sort of like a check-in, like, am Mm -hmm. I using this the right way? I think I am, but I'm going to cut back just to make sure that I'm not creating a dependency that I'm not going to be okay with. So I I do THC breaks.
0: I do that with social media. I'm like, okay,
1: take a moment and check in. (laughs) Yeah, just to see, like, okay, how do I feel when I'm actually not having it? Yeah, am I creating adverse side effects for myself? Like, is the 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 desire to go use it so strong that I can't function? Mm. So every once in a while, I pull back. But anyway, my point is that I do tend to consume very regularly. So I feel like people might be surprised, and they're not going to be able to visibly see. But can you see how much is in that jar right there?
0: Oh my god, it's so tiny. That's like like how much is that? Like can you can you say like is it like half a gram, a gram? Oh my god,
1: not even. It's like the size of a dime if it's all spread out. Yeah. So like probably a quarter of a gram. Maybe less. Less, for sure. Like an eighth. Wow. Maybe even less than that. Like if I get one of those pre-rolls that are 0.35. And I smoked the whole thing. That's like a lot for me. Oh, interesting. So this is like. Your dose. one. Yeah. This is like my usual inhalation dose.
0: Amazing. And you it's use it so through a little. vaporizer, right?
1: Um, I sometimes use a vaporizer, sometimes use a little pipe. Okay. I sometimes will get like a pre-roll or roll my own. Nice. I find that that's like also part of the experience and like the ritual of it. For sure. So, yeah. So depends on like what I'm looking for. Like joints is usually so nice with friends that like to consume it with me because that social side I find at home. Like sometimes I like just like uh, using my pipe because again, you can just put that tiny amount in and you can really see exactly how much you're putting in. Yeah my vaporizer is nice but again you kind of have to pack it to its full extent for it to like work properly okay and like sometimes I only really need like half of that and then you're burning a little bit of your weed again still a nice way to do it but yeah I like when I can really see exactly what my dose is
0: oh cool I love that that's amazing and yeah, way less. And, and I think that's good perspective for people too. And it's not to shame anybody, but I think it's a nice no. opportunity for people who are smoking, maybe just to check in and be honest like, how much do I actually need here? You know, like, yeah. and is the amount that I'm taking helping or is it verging into maybe the space where it's like hurting me a little bit? You know, and yeah. we all ebb and flow.
1: Yeah, for sure. And again, I think it just comes back to that mindful point. Like maybe you need more and that's actually a positive thing for you. Then great. As long as you feel good about how you're consuming it mm-hmm. and you're getting the desired results you want from it. Fabulous. Yeah. And, like, you'll also- know,
0: like people yeah. know,
1: you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they don't need us to tell
0: them if their dosage is right or wrong. Like they know. <laughs> mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I, th- I think that like, maybe for me being able to like see my dosage is so important as well. Cause I did date someone in my past that overly consumed mm. and just being around him. I would just sort of like match what he consumed and I would oh, just yeah. become this like sort of like zombie that was, so was not really like <laughs> experiencing anything like that. That was for just, sure. that was 10 times more than what I consume right now. Like the amount that Absolutely. I was consuming in one night with him, I probably consume over two weeks right now oh my gosh it's just bonkers
0: that is bonkers and like totally what I was doing and also it's like I was in a phase of my life where it was really hard for me to feel anything you know and so again it's like I think about anyone with their drug use like I think we all need to destigmatize drug use because it's like the people on the streets who are addicted to crack like I genuinely believe that they are coping in the best way that they can with what is currently available to them that doesn't mean like of course they they could theoretically be doing better but it's like they are literally just trying to survive like they're not trying to thrive and yes at a certain point they will need to break that cycle so that they can thrive but it's like we use the tools that we have available to us until we don't need them anymore. And that's why we hear these crazy success stories of people like getting off the street and getting clean because they, they use that substance for as long as they needed until they were actually ready to go and be like, okay, I can go and do this thing now. You know what I mean? I can, I can get off, I can get off whatever it is that they're using and, and switch to something else. So I just try to have so much compassion for that because, It's also really hard. Like it's really, really challenging to make a change like that.
1: Yeah. Something that most people will never understand,
0: you know, myself included. Yeah, myself
1: included too. Um, I think it's really wonderful to also know that there is so much research behind how cannabis can help people going through addiction. I bet. Again, I think this needs to be 100% in a therapeutic setting to be able to ensure that you're, using it in that mindful approach. But cannabis um, can really help people get off of other substances, yeah, um, including pharmaceuticals, including yeah. SSRIs. I wish I had understood at the time, but they can help like reduce brain zaps and it can... Yeah, I know a lot of
0: people who used CBD in their transition off of pharmaceutical drugs and helped with the symptoms that you're talking about. Mm -hmm. Okay. This has been such an amazing conversation. I feel like I've learned (laughs) so much. Thank you for sharing your wisdom. And also just to wrap it all up, I want you to tell us a little bit about Tula Cafe in Kingston and kind of like the mission that you're on and how mushrooms and mindfulness have played a really big part in the creation and curation of this beautiful space that you have to check out if you haven't been and you live in Kingston Ontario.
1: Yeah, um well, Tula actually means balance in Sanskrit. Oh, I love that. So yeah, um my boss John is an architect, so um Raw Design actually owns Tula Cafe. We have a very unique situation going on there. Um, They built out the broom factory, they designed it. It was an old derelict building in Kingston in the Inner Harbor. that was just kind of going to waste, unfortunately. And it was a heritage site and Raw Design came in and they redesigned it, brought it to life. And then they were hoping to bring in tenants to create a cafe there. pandemic happened the whole world changed opening a new small business was not really an opportunity for a lot of people at that point in time all the stars aligned in this crazy universe i knew john's sister tara we met through walking our dogs we would walk by the building together and i'd be like oh what's going on there i and then she would mention like some of the stuff and like the desire for a cafe but no luck and i'm like Well, I mean, I could run a cafe. I can't, I don't have the capital, but I could do that. Met with John and started to be part of the team to bring it to life. And John and I just kept talking about the concept of work-life balance, how important it is to not have work be your everything to really enjoy what you do, but to be able to have a life outside of it or to have your life outside of work meld into it so you can ebb and flow through your day as you need, like being able, he has kids. So like for him to be able to go be with his kids for a moment in the afternoon, but then come back and like get his work done. And so this concept of work, like balance just kept getting talked about. And then I told him my love of mushrooms and my story of how they've helped me through chronic pain and through um, TBI through traumatic brain injuries. And, um, he was very excited by the idea of it having dabbled in the mushroom world recreationally himself. And when I started describing like what mushrooms fall under this category of adaptogens, um, and how adaptogens again, on their, the most basic definition is how it helps balance the body and mind, this like idea of balance was just like all around us. And that's how Tula kind of came to be. And that's what we really try to embody. So it is a plant focused cafe. And I use that term very carefully because while I am vegan for my own reasons, both health and animal rights, um, I don't believe that that's the only way to look. There are many sustainable ways for people to consume meat and dairy. Um, While well, I choose not to also because I'm allergic <laughs> to some, but um, I, I, I didn't want it to feel like it's an exclusive thing, like it can't be there. So we have dairy available, but most of the products that we bring in are plant focused And the idea is that to just have more plants in our life, have more fungi, Mm. to incorporate these things that have kind of been pushed to the wayside because the meat and dairy industry have done a really good job at becoming front and center. Yeah, So that's fine. They can play their role in people's lives and that's great. But I just want to be able to highlight things that maybe we've just like forgot about. We have forgot about the fact that you don't have to have these things to eat delicious food. And when creating recipes, I really think about like the nutritional content of items that we're offering. And again, coming back to that idea of balance is like, yeah, we have a really delicious plant-based kale salad and we have really delicious baked goods that also have sugar in them. And that's okay to have both and to enjoy both because that's, what life is about creating balance choosing something healthy and choosing something that is also a treat oh my and so gosh and the things are so good feel good <laughs> they are so, so good. Good. sure that no. would have to chelsea from the coffee plant because it yeah. is her delicious goods that tend to be our main feature yeah um, we also oh. deal with bifey and Spoony, who's another incredible plant-based caterer in yeah. Um, Kingston. But yeah
0: But I love that what you said about just like choosing things that make you feel good. And, you know, there are there are days for muffins and donuts and there are days for kale salads like, you know, it's the whole spectrum. And I just have to say that, like, Tula is such a beautiful space if you're looking for a workspace to go and get some work done. It also like really feels like your energy is embodied in it. Like when I go there, I'm like, oh yeah, like because I know you, I can see and feel your energy. It's a beautiful space with a stunning mural of mushrooms um, and Mm -hmm. also lots of functional mushrooms for sale. So if you're interested (laughs) in purchasing functional mushrooms and integrating them into your everyday life uh then definitely go to tula and joe will likely be there because i feel like you're there almost monday to friday
1: yeah i'll i'll be there yeah <laughs> and if <laughs> anyone wants to nerd out on mushrooms if you have more questions totally. i totally to talk just yeah. uh, good luck getting me to stop
0: <laughs> yeah for real right um so yeah, definitely go and check it out. And I just want to say thank you so much for being here, Joe. It was such a pleasure to have you on. And I feel like we could just like oh, keep on going. You. Like I feel like we could do a whole episode just on like psilocybin and magic mushrooms alone. So maybe we'll do a part mm-hmm. two on that because I know some people are probably more curious and um, would love yeah. to share some personal experiences. And also- how can people connect with you? Is Instagram the best way if they want to like learn more about what you're doing or if they have any follow-up
1: questions? Yeah. Yeah. Instagram is probably the best. Cool. Um, I have to think about what my tag is. I think it's just Joe Castles.
0: I think Um, it is too. I
1: think so. I don't think there's any like dots or anything. No, I'll put
0: it in the show notes (laughs) and I'll also put Tula Cafe in the show notes so that you can check that out and see their amazing, yummy daily specials. Thank
1: you, Sophie. You're so sweet.
0: Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much, Joe, for being here. And we will chat with you all again soon. Bye, everybody.